You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing fine, and yourself? I'm doing fabulous. Uh, I, you always get so okay. proper on a, the Sunday. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's the day of rest as it's uh, laid out for us. Uh, Jimmy, practice has started. Nick Saban had a big press conference today. We're going to talk about that in a second. Let me tell you really quickly. It was funny. You know, I, I had sort of a story about my friend who passed away a little bit unexpectedly and I went to his funeral. Um, and it was great in a sense because everybody had a story, you know, he, he was one of those guys where um, you, you either did something with him or you had something done to you when you were with him. Um, it was, uh, he had no fear whatsoever. The only thing he was ever scared of that I've ever seen him scared of ever, ever. My parents have always had great Danes. He didn't like any of them and he was scared shitless and he would jump on top of a car at Willow Point Country Club if uh, one of my parents' Great Danes came up there, and it, it was bizarre. Like my, you know, Great Danes are pretty docile, and he just was scared to death. He wasn't scared of any other dogs. He was scared of that those. That's it. Um, but anyway, uh, I got to tell a story really quickly. I heard um, so he went to Alabama with me. You know, he's two years younger, and his brother was there too with me. And so they, at a time we were kind of rushing him or something, you know, like it, it, it was a formality, but we were kind of rushing him. And so one of our pledge brothers and uh, my friend's brother got together and said, okay, we're going to call him and say, you know, we're just going to mess with him and see how it goes. So uh, my friend's brother got the, our friend to call and disguise his voice. And he said, Hey, you know, I want to use a fake name. He said, is this Frank? He said, yeah, this is Frank. He said, I'm going to whip your ass, boy. And he said, who is this? He said, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to whip your ass. And my friend said, okay, where do you want to meet? <laughs> That's the kind of guy he was. Like, he wasn't worried. <laughs> he wasn't worried about, like, how big you were, what you had, whatever. He was like, all right, you say you're going to whip my ass? Let's see if you can do it. Let's just meet me. Meet me there. You know. So, <laughs> anywho. Um, so... Jaleel Billingsley, I think we need to talk about that first because this is a guy that I think we're all really excited about. And apparently he's going to be suspended for uh, some amount of time. Yeah, I mean, we know we know nothing about this. And when I say we know nothing, I mean, uh, I've even made some – I mean, no no one knows anything about this. So so it, it's brand new news uh, that, that no one knows anything about and probably we won't know more until Coach Saban's next press conference. Um, you know, all I will add is, you know, if he would have been a candidate uh, of, if someone asked me, okay, uh, someone, someone is, is you know, isn't uh, buying in and someone is uh, violating rules of the process, uh, who do you think it is? I mean, he would have been on my short list of guesses. So I'm not stunned in that sense, but uh, it is still uh, news and disappointing a little bit because, this is uh, what some might refer to as a contract year for Jaleel, where, you know, if things went great, if things went as good as they possibly can, 
he would be a candidate for early entry and maybe even first round pick status. I mean, that, that, that's something he could have achieved if everything went great. And this is the opposite of things going great. The total, total opposite. So, uh, Hopefully they can get it straightened out. What what we do know is uh, it's unlikely that he is in legal trouble. That that probably would have been found or reported. So I, I think it's fair to guess at this point that it's just team stuff, but stuff Coach Saban takes very clearly because a player, a starter, a projected starter, missing practice, uh, that's not something that Coach Saban's going to take lightly at all. Yeah, it just um... – I wonder how much of this is the position too, because if Jaleel Billingsley were a receiver or a quarterback or a running back or a linebacker or defensive back, or really just about any other position where Alabama has incredible, has had incredible success, you know, I feel like there'd be pressure to, okay, I got to keep living up to this standard, but at, at tight end, I think a lot of people believe Jaleel Billingsley has an opportunity to be the best tight end that Alabama's had. Now, I know O.J. Howard was awesome, but he was mostly awesome against Clemson. I know Irv Smith was really good, but he never really got a chance to show all of his goods because uh, the the receivers and running backs around him. So I feel like Jaleel was coming into this thing thinking, hey, I can be the number one target in this offense. You know, I can be the man. And maybe that went to his head a little bit. Am I overthinking this? No, no, it makes it makes some level of sense to me. I mean, I doubt he thought about it in the historical context of I'll catch more balls and OJ, I'll catch more balls and Irv. But I do think Jaleel uh, probably recognized how valuable he is to the offense. And some kids, you know, like uh, like Abraham Lincoln uh, famously said, you know, you, you know, if you want to know, you know, if you want to measure a man, don't give him adversity, give him power. And and Jaleel was handed a little power. I mean, he he was gonna be. Uh, one of the key cogs uh, in the offense, and uh, that's not normal for a tight end uh, in college football, and it certainly hasn't been the norm at Alabama. So, yeah, it could have gone to his head a little bit, but I think in the end sometimes we just need to remember that these are, you know, Jaleel's a true junior. That means he may be as young as just 20 years old, maybe even 19, but probably 20, um, and and that's really, really young and, and in such a bright spotlight. So, I think, if anything, he was probably guilty of acting 20. And um, he's just in a position where he got to mature a little bit faster. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's disappointing. But, again, this is this is a great opportunity for him to, um, to mature quickly. Um, sometimes things like this can, uh, you know, help get him on the right track to eventual be, eventually being a multimillionaire. So, uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Stat Hero. This is one of our new uh, sponsors. We appreciate them. Um, it's This site is a lot of fun. I've been on it. It's great. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. You can sign up for free right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's That's just unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on do you know 85 percent of people who play daily fantasy sports lose it's really not that surprising really but the game is rigged against you you're playing against thousands of other lineups not to mention experts who have more tools and more time you don't stand a chance generally 
So here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You already know who they're going to have. Your name, your stakes. Winner, take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you all the lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. No one, just Stat Hero. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and you can get three times back on your first play. That's a big deal. So if you're into fantasy sports, you know, you can go there and, and see who they've got in their lineup, and then you can put your own lineup in. And NFL is coming right upon us. So it's a great time to get back into fantasy sports. Stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. All right, Jimmy, um, anything else from practice or these press conferences that stood out to you? Uh, a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in general. Uh, obviously, the Brian Ray's D-dub got a, a groin pull type issue. Um, doesn't require surgery. Still could miss two more weeks of practice. I mean, it's just crazy uh, that it's always LeBron. He has to be so frustrated. Uh, and what's so weird Luke about his litany of injuries is it's stuff that causes you to miss games. Uh, he's even missed big chunks of the season, but it's not been a typical type injury. It's not been the, the, the torn ACL, the torn rotator cuff, Tommy John surgery. I mean, it's not, it's never anything that's normal. It's just this dinged up. Then this is ding- last year. It's the elbow. Now it's the groin. So uh, it's just been very frustrating. I'm sure for him, uh, we don't feel near the frustration that uh, that the kid does. Uh, but and and we're deep on the defensive line. That's fine. That's just more reps for Byron Young and Justin Boydby and Jameel Burrows and all these guys that we we want to see play more. But uh, gosh, one more injury for LeBron Ray. So that's interesting uh, from the press conference. Other than that, it's just one opportunity all year that we get to hear from Pete Golding, who was. Uh, uh, hyper is not the best way to play. He's very hyper. Uh, it, it seemed like he had drank multiple, multiple uh, espressos before uh, meeting the press. He talked a lot and said a lot without saying too much. Uh, but but you know a lot of what he says is interesting. Is clearly very high on on Will Anderson and and uh, Kool Aid McKinstry and you know the same guy. He's, he said Henry Toyoto Toa Toa is the best. Uh, leadership, best uh, natural leadership he's ever seen uh, in terms of, you know, he's a transfer and he's come in, been a leader right away. We'd already heard that from uh, Nick Saban. And then Bill O'Brien spoke, and uh, Bill was extremely uh, measured and poised and confident. And you can tell that's something that uh, Coach O'Brien has done a thousand times in his life. Uh, He sounded very confident and very competent and at the same time very grateful to have this opportunity and excited to be coaching with his uh, lifetime best buddy, Doug Marone. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I think if anything, I just got excited about seeing this team play. And, uh, you know, it's going to be another four weeks before that happens. But, uh, but they're working every day and getting better. And, uh, you know, other than the bad news of LeBron's groin and Jaleel Billingsley and the uh, Saban doghouse, uh, that's about it as far as news goes. Yeah, I will say this. They brought up Trey Sanders, too, in the press conference. And I'm beginning to wonder if we've ever seen Trey Sanders and LeBron Ray in in the same room at the same time. They they both (laughs) just have injuries all the time that are keeping them from being the superstars that we all think they are. That's right. Now, Trey appears to be, you know, he's not not wearing a black jersey. He has not been uh, 
they're not they're not uh, you know keeping them out and of course they're not doing contact yet let's that's going to be interesting to me later this week they're going to start hitting at least thudding uh there will be a scrimmage on the 14th that's just in six days uh it'll be really interesting to see if trey sanders is a participant in that you would think on the one hand if he's ready he's ready on the other hand with alabama's tremendous depth at running back uh uh coach saban spoke uh, very highly today of brian robinson uh but with b rob and jason and, and roy dell uh and even the freshman kamar wheaton there's no reason to hurry trey on the other hand you don't want to kid glove him either you don't want to make it a bigger deal than he is if the kid says he's ready then he's ready so uh that'll be an interesting thing to watch this week is trey sanders out there uh when 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 the when the pads start popping yeah, that will be interesting. And Kamara Wheaton's been kind of a story, too. I mean, people are saying he's looking really good out there. Again, hard to say, you know, somebody's looking really good out there right now um, because we hadn't seen a whole bunch. But it, it will be interesting to see uh, the Kamara Wheaton story because we've all heard different stories about uh, his scholarship status and availability for the year. I'm, I'm assuming he's available, but I don't know. Do you? Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, in terms of what we know, no, I expect Kamar Wheaton to be out there. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, let's hope he is because he seems like a badass and he's another great story. Kind of a, not Josh Jacobs, because he was certainly more highly touted than Josh Jacobs, but I mean, he, he's just, a, he just seems like a really good story and he just, man, he's so full of Bama. I mean, God. Yeah. Um, that, that's true. You know what? We do have great depth at running back, and I'm sure we'll see all those guys over the course of the season. Uh, what will be interesting to me is I, I, here, here's here's a good prediction because some predictions are bold and some just seem obvious. I, I bet what we see in in the first game against Miami is probably not what we'll be seeing at the end of the year in terms of how we handle touches at the running back position that that seems like an easy guess to me and that's not to say hey it's going to be uh brian the starter and we're going to do it by committee with jason roydell in the first game by the end of the year all it's going to be is trey sanders and kamar wheaton i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying that i think with trey's talent and kamar's talent uh i don't think we should be surprised if, if either one of them or both sort of end up disrupting what what the early uh thinking is which is uh which is that brian jason roy dell will be a great committee i i, I i'm sure that's true but uh might not be able to keep trey and uh, and kamar off the field yeah I'm, I'm leaning towards that myself um they just they just both have so much talent i mean they're just they really do uh jimmy let me tell everybody about about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go. You can play fantasy with Stat Hero. You can play uh, regular betting with betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on everything Major League Baseball. You can bet on NFL preseason, man. If you're into that, go for it. Um, you can bet on whatever you want to bet on. You can bet on reality TV. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can play roulette. It's so easy to pay and easy, even easier to get paid at betonline.ag. You're going to love this website. Look, online gambling is the way to go if you're into that sort of thing, and you probably are if you're listening to this podcast. So go to betonline.ag. Check them out. You'll absolutely love the results. You will kick ass. I have full confidence in you. Go to betonline.ag. If you go to another gambling site, I have zero confidence in you. I really don't even like it. 
But go to betonline.ag and you're my buddy for life. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Then there's Built Bar. Built.com is where you go to get those delicious, nutritious, good for a keto, good for a keto diet. Built Bar is awesome. Love them. Covered in chocolate. Saw a buddy of mine who has tried them. He said, man, they're, they're much better than I thought they'd be. I mean, you, I thought you were just overselling. He said, they're really good. He's like, I have them all the time. It's like, I'm trying to tell you, Luke doesn't tell no lies on here. Jimmy does, Luke doesn't. But go to built.com, check them out. You can uh, try all these different flavors and they'll deliver them right to your door and they deliver them really quickly. And they have flavor. They switch up the flavors all the time. That's another thing that's cool. Built.com, B-U-I-L-T.com. Built Bar. These things are awesome. Go give them a whirl. You're going to love it. Built Bar. Jimmy, um, one thing I wanted to talk about, I, I've been so intrigued with the Tua at Miami saga because last year I thought he just caught so much hell um, unwarranted because they sort of pushed him out there. He didn't, didn't have a lot of weapons. Um, and he he didn't he wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. He was fine for a rookie. In years past, um, his rookie season would be considered a raving success. But because some other guys have come in, like Justin Herbert came in, and, and probably a better scenario situation, and played better, and everybody thinks, "Oh, right, Tua sucks." Well, Justin Herbert wouldn't coming off a total lower body replacement. <laughs> That's yeah. what Tua was doing, and but now. Tua's got Jalen Waddle, who is showing out at practice. Um, and the Dolphins' reports keep coming out that Tua is looking really, really sharp. And I'm fired up about Tua and the Dolphins because I was a Dolphins fan growing up. I kind of got out of it because they quit drafting Alabama guys. But I've always had an affinity for the Dolphins. Gosh, I want Tua to kick ass there so badly. I think he will. I mean, I, I've I've always had 100% confidence until we know as Alabama fans, we've seen Tua at his best. That was not the Tua uh, that that we're used to. Uh, and and now this now that we're seeing footage of him this this fall in Dolphins camp, I mean, that looks like the Tua I, I know. And uh, I, I think the criticism he got uh, was just absurd why why people can never understand that it's not just the quarterback it's what what's what's around him uh and, and how that you know the same dolphins fans that said when they drafted him you know he might need a red shirt year those same fans were then like god this guy's no good it just makes you know he was coming off a major traumatic injury he had no help at wide receiver in the run game uh, you, you know, he had no spring practice. Uh, it was a, a rookie year. Uh, just nuts how, how over the top the criticism was. And uh, and then he was what, like nine and six as a starter? Uh, you know, they were winning some games. Tua might not have been throwing for 400 yards every week, but uh, but, but most of the weeks they were winning the games. The criticism, and, and, you know, in and, and two years from now when Tua's really good in the NFL and he's a star, uh, people won't remember what they said during his rookie year. They'll conveniently forget. Yeah, that's just how that goes. I mean, there people be like, "Well, I mean, we just had he just needed some time," or or they'll say things like, "Well, he got off to a shaky start, but now to his kicking ass." And <laughs> again, you, you just give him a little bit of time. The guy is so immensely talented, and he's just so lovable. I mean, he um he, he 
didn't he donate a bunch of money to uh, the families that uh, were the, the the children that were in that horrible car wreck in Alabama recently, something like that. Right. Um, I mean, he's just a good dude. And if y'all will just yep. chill out, like just let him get out there and show you what he can do this year. I think everybody's going to be so surprised and, and, and really love it. So huge to a fan here. And um, Mac Jones too. Mac Jones is apparently looking really good. I'm not saying he's going to start game one, but um He's certainly pushing Cam, and, and, you know, Cam's sort of at the end of his career. There's no doubt about it, and I think Mac is the future there. And then Najee Harris. Najee Harris is killing it for the Steelers. He didn't have, you know, the he didn't just show out in the Hall of Fame game, but nobody did. I mean, that was just sort of a bunk-ass glorified practice. Um, but Najee, I saw a video today where he lined up against Devin Bush, um, like one-on-one Najee split out wide, and he just burns his ass for a touchdown. I mean, he's just yeah. – he's they're going to love him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good the other night. I, I mean, I know it was – you know, it's not the, the ultimate litmus test, but uh, I thought Najee looked explosive. I thought he looked strong. I thought he looked like a starting NFL running back. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't have blamed anyone that watched that and felt like that Najee wasn't uh, Pittsburgh's best offensive player on the field. Uh, so I, I thought that uh, – I thought he looked fine. Uh, no, he didn't have, you know, a big 60 yard home run, but, uh, but no, I, I thought he looked pretty good. And, uh, Hey, for Alabama fans eager to see our guys, uh, this Thursday at six thirty central on NFL network, it'll be Mac Jones and the Patriots against the Washington football team who feature several Alabama players like, uh, Deron Payne and, and, uh, and Jonathan Allen and others, Landon Collins. But, uh, yeah, Washington against uh, Mac Jones. you got to figure with Mac Jones uh, being a rookie and the number two guy that uh, Mac will probably play extensive snaps in that game. Um, man, just off the top of my head, Jonathan Allen, Sean Deion Hamilton, Cam Sims, um, Deron Payne, Landon Collins, Mac Jones, Dante Hightower, Damian Harris. And that's off the top of my head. I think I'm missing one or two. Christian uh, Barmore for the Patriots. Reuben uh, Foster. Reuben Foster for the Redskins, if he's still out there. And, uh, it's hard to uh, tell. Anthony, Anthony Jennings yeah. uh, for the Patriots as well. So, uh, yeah, Bammers all over the place in Patriots versus Redskins, uh, Patriots versus Washington. And then the late game, uh, it's tape delayed. Uh, but, but then when that game is over, uh, the NFL Network is going to show the Steelers and Najee again. Uh, versus the Eagles and uh, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, Devontae Smith has a sprained MCL and, and won't be out there, so that'll be a shame. But uh, but you'll get to see uh, Hurts and uh, Hurts and the Eagles against uh, Najee. Yeah, I'm going to take my son. My son's a big Eagles fan. I'm going to take him to the opening game, Eagles at Falcons. Um, there'll be a lot of bammers there too, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Jimmy, unfortunately, uh, college football world lost an icon in Bobby Bowden. Um, passed away, I guess, earlier Sunday and um, hate it for him, hate it for the Florida State friends out there. And, you know, I got to say, though, every time I hear Bobby Bowden, all I can think about is how we left his ass in the hotel room um, and didn't hire him. We hired Bill Curry instead and how things could have changed. I mean, we no, we would not have had the 1992 incredibly special season. But David Palmer would have won a Heisman had he been playing for Bobby Bowden. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and he would have still gone to Alabama because it came down to Florida State and Alabama anyway. Um, and 
we probably would have had, I'm going to say, three more national championships. What do you think? Uh, I don't doubt that. Uh, anybody can guess. Uh, anybody can guess. Uh, and who knows what would have happened. Uh, if Bob, and, and also, hey, Bobby Bowden, was, he would have had a long tenure at Alabama, one would assume, and then maybe there would have been no Nick Saban, you know, uh, yeah. in, in terms. So, so you, you never know. I mean, you can replay it in your head and say, well, this is the way I would have liked it to have gone. Uh, but if you're asking me, would uh, would Bobby Bowden have won national championships at Alabama? My answer is definitely yes. Yeah. My opinion is definitely. I, I'm very confident in that opinion that he would have uh, would have changed history. And and uh, hey, uh, and I'm not that much of a, a Curry basher like a lot of folks. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Bill, Bill, Bill Curry was a great coach fan. I'm not saying that. I'm just don't really bash Curry as much as others. I just say this: whoever chose to hire Bill Curry over Bobby Bowden does not need to be in the position of hiring a head football coach in college football. That, that's, that is an absurd decision to make, all things considered. Absurd. It's so dumb. I mean, like, in hindsight, I mean, it was dumb at the time. It's so it was dumb, dumb at the time. Man. It was dumb oh. at the time. So, 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 yeah, it's a fair to say that's a good point. I mean, anybody could say that now. But what could you say in 1987? No, I would say that in 1987, <laughs> it was a real dumb thing to do in 1987 also. Uh, and when it got out that that was the case, uh, most of the fans, uh, you know, the, the, the football fans close to the program were, were outraged that it worked out that way. And frankly, I think it contributed to – Bill Curry never really feeling uh, full support because he never really had it. He never really had it. Uh, but mo- most people were upset with the hire from the start that, that either a, a Bryant guy wasn't hired. Uh, and, and secondly, if you're not going to hire a Bryant guy, then, then for God's sakes, hire Bobby Bowden. And neither one of those two things happened. And, and it was almost like no matter what Bill Curry did, it was never going to be supported. Uh, fully by a big chunk of the fan base. I think in retrospect, that's true and not really fair to, uh, to Bill, who somehow, some way uh, managed to field a pretty good team in, uh, in year three and still didn't feel supported uh, because he wasn't, because he wasn't. So that's why I'm not much of a Bill basher. I'm not sure he, he had a fair chance. But on the other hand, I say he probably never should have been given the chance uh, at Alabama yeah, when, and, uh, when Bobby Bowden wanted the job. And, you know, he was a victim of bad luck. Because in 89, he just had to go to the first uh, trip to Jordan-Hare ever, and no Alabama team was going to win then, that day. That just wasn't going to happen. I mean, now, you know, maybe some of the Saban teams would have, but no Alabama team in that era was going to. Um, so it just it, it just wasn't going to happen. So if they played that game at Legion Field, even with a 50-50 split, I think Alabama probably wins that game. I, there's no doubt in my mind the Alabama team was better, but just the, the electricity in that game, and I was there, um, was just different. and. You know, it didn't help that Curry wears a that Cliff Ingle sweater. It looks like he was powder coated on him, and um, you know, just he just there's something about him. Look, if you just read Bill Curry's bio, you would think, man, this is one of the most likable human beings ever. But there was just something about him that always rubbed me the wrong way. I just he just came off wrong to me. It was just bad all the way around. And then it's even dumber. Now that we have the experience, you know, Joab Thomas was, we're not going to be known as a football factory anymore. Well, see, Nick Saban made us into a football, the football factory, the, the football factory of all football factories. 
and it has improved every aspect of the university and community and state. Yep. <laughs> so it was such a dumb take that Nick Saban has proven, you know, not only are you just kind of wrong, the opposite of what you said is true. That's right. So that, no, that's, that's totally right. Uh, and, and gosh, just what, what, and, but, you know, a loss for college football, for sure. Uh, as an Alabama, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan, but I'm also a college football fan. And Bobby Bowden uh, in the 80s in particular, and, and now I know his real success at Florida State was in the 90s. I mean, I mean, in terms of when they were just unbelievable, unbelievably good every single season, really building something similar to what Saban uh, has at Alabama, just maybe not the national titles, but the consistency is so similar to what Saban's built at Alabama. But Bobby Bowden in the 80s is one of the reasons I love college football so much as a kid. When I, when I really fell in love with college football, it was because of people like Bobby Bowden. Uh, yeah. He was just such an iconic character and, and, and such a, a, a force of nature. And he was a guy that never turned off the TV. I mean, when Bobby Bowden was on TV, my, my channel was not changed. I mean, I, I was like, what does – coach Bowden have to say uh and it just seemed like such a likable guy and really helped uh for an old-fashioned guy to some extent kind of ushered college football into this new era uh in so many ways uh gosh what a loss for uh college football sports uh and the world really and uh uh you know uh thoughts to his uh family and uh and his uh his legacy uh coach Sa- obviously means a lot to coach Saban so that's great All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. I did have a bonus episode I put out on Sunday. So if you hadn't checked it out, go is Jimmy's countdowns and uh, trying to catch up. So uh, until then, everybody roll tide. Roll tide.